We've all heard the saying, actions speak louder than words. But how does that translate to a business leader, one looking to be the beacon of inspiration, not just in the business, but also at the family dining table? In today's episode, we're going to delve in. Meet your host, Andy Naylor. Andy is a men's physique transformation expert, competitive physical champion, and a multi-six-figure business owner who has helped thousands of busy, high-achieving men get into the best shape of their lives and reconnect with their inner alpha. On this show, Andy is going to share with you his playbook on feeling healthy again, avoiding the common pitfalls successful men fall into, dropping 20 to 30 pounds of fat, and building a physique you can finally be proud of. And the transformations aren't just physical either. You're going to learn how meeting your personal goals will help support your professional achievements, giving you that true alpha mentality. Let's go. So, Alphas, welcome back to the show. Hope everyone's good. We're delving into well, continuing the run of family-based episodes. And today we're going to look into the idea that habits passed down and picked up by those around us. In fact, I'd say it's often said that a family's habits, especially regarding health and fitness, well-being, longevity, are a reflection of its leaders. In other words, the two parents, right? Just as a business leader shapes the culture of their organization, they can significantly influence their family's lifestyle choices, whether they know they're doing it or whether they don't know they're doing it, it's happening. So do you have an idea? More times than I care to remember while I've been in a consultation with somebody, both male and female, and they're maybe mid-40s, okay? And they would have expressed to me in, in some way the concern they have for their elderly parents whose health is now failing them and their quality of life is beginning to deteriorate fast. And it's quite a sad conversation, uh, but I hear, it, I hear it more often than I would like to, to be honest. Um, they they can easily see how their parents' life choices over the long term have led them to a very, I guess, worrying and sad place. So we're talking simply things like long-term poor diet, little to no real exercise, uh, maybe long-term stress issues, probably too much drink, essentially poor self-care over the long term. And then the person I'm talking to um, will always sort of say how they don't want to follow that example. Of course, right? As not not being bad about their parents, but they their parents are kind of teaching them a lesson of this was not how to do it. They don't want to end up like their parents on this particular aspect, right? They want to learn from that. They want to learn for that, do better for them for themselves, not end up in the same place. And therefore, essentially, when you start to think about it, not not then continuing this trend, and then their kids looking up at them. And thinking exactly the same thing that they're thinking now, right? That's that's three generations: the ge- the elderly generation who are already now who are now in poor health, the middle generation who are thinking, "Hmm, I don't want to end up there," and also then thinking, "Well, I don't want my kids to then follow the same example. Otherwise, that's three generations who have completely stuffed their health and fitness." That's the real bigger picture here. Okay, quite often. By the time I've sat and spoken to this person in their mid-40s, they're actually now being hit with the realization that they've already been following their parents. They're already well on their way to living exactly the same health and fitness lifestyle, living 
living a long-term poor quality of life in terms of health and fitness. And that's not a criticism. It's just part of too many people's day-to-day world because trying to balance too many things, running businesses, families, other pressures. They're well on their way to following their parents down the same poor health road. And it can be, well, it, I guess it can be quite a shocker to get into mid-40s and realize that exactly the same things are already happening. Behavior breeds behavior. Behavior breeds behavior. Parents pass things down to their kids. Morals, habits, behavior, lifestyle, more, many more things. And quite often, it's happening so much that you don't really quite realize it's happening. Maybe until it's too late and that cycle has continued itself already. Okay, so if you are a parent, maybe sitting somewhere in the middle of the scenario that I've just described with maybe being able to see something in your parents that you're like, okay, through their own health, poor health choices, they've ended up in a certain place and, you know, not great. I don't want that for me. I certainly don't want that for my kids. Because if you, whether you do or don't want it for you, fair enough. But if you'd go down the road of, I don't really care. I'm I'm actually going to just kick the can down the road. I'll deal with myself later, which is such a bad way of going about things. Well, your kids have just watched you do that and they're going to do exactly the same thing and think, oh, okay, so I'm, I'm supposed to just drive on into you know, a career and driving a business and doing this and doing that and then worrying about my health when I'm 50. Do you want that for your kids? That might be something that happens. It might not be something that happens and I hope not, but there's a fair chance that, that it could be because the amount of conversations and consultations I have where that is taking place is, is 60, 70%. Of the ones that tell me, so it could be higher. So what is your responsibility? I would say it's to break the cycle, not only for your own health, but for the wellness of that of your children and their children, if you want to go even deeper. Okay, a few action steps. And guess what? As always, it ain't difficult. The goal is something should be simple. Simplicity is a skill, right? Humans are really good at overcomplicating absolutely everything. So how about we just try and keep things as simple as possible? So number one, walk the talk. Number one on our list is unsurprisingly, set a personal example. Don't just tell your kids to live a better, healthier lifestyle and then you not do it. You're a hypocrite at that point. It's not just about telling your family to eat their veggies, but maybe it's you reaching for those veggies first. Yeah. Think of all the little food choices you make and who you're doing that in front of, what you're teaching people. If, if a morning jog is the thing that you preach, make sure it's your trainers, sneakers that hit the pavement first. Lead by example. Lead by example, both in business, but in front of your family as well. Then try, this is maybe could be more challenging than this, this sounds, try to make fa- uh, fitness a family affair. Turn workouts into family time. Now, maybe more challenging during the week, but you've got two days at the weekend that maybe you get to spend some time with the family. Okay, so whether it's like a weekend hike together, a bike ride, maybe it's simply playing a sport together, probably the easier one. Make fitness fun and inclusive. It doesn't just have to be, although very useful, getting into a gym and lifting, loading and weight and strengthening your body. That should be a part of basically everybody's fitness routine. We can argue the fours wise against that another day. Trust me, it just should be. But outside of that, you know, going off and playing a sport, whatever sport that might be that you and your family are into, why not do it together? Make it fun, make it inclusive. 
Um, this not only builds healthy habits, but strengthens family bonds, which again, I imagine over time is something that's changed a lot over the years. There would have been a time where the whole family would have sat around the table at the end of the day and had a, a daily meal. And I, I imagine that's now the minority for many different reasons, you know, for many different reasons, we're not going to that today. But I think anything that can strengthen a family bond can't really be a bad thing. How about starting that with health and fitness? Nutrition. <laughs> Emphasize the importance of good nutrition. This doesn't mean just eating broccoli, <laughs> but it means making smart, wise choices. Okay. I think an important thing here, certainly when it's with children, <clears throat> it's remember, it's not just about the don'ts. If all you ever do is hear yourself say to someone, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. It's not so much fun anymore. Learn, make learning fun. People will learn better when it's made fun. So celebrate the do's. Um, maybe also have a family day where you cook a healthy meal together. This is one of the skills that really should be passed down to our children. How to cook. And again, doesn't need to be difficult, but how to cook. Um, the amount of adults that grow up, and, and I think the amount of adults I speak to in consultation who are, I don't really like cooking. Well, well liking it or not liking it, you're going to need to eat food if you kind of want to stay alive. So I think cooking and understanding how to cook really is just something that an adult should know how to do. Now, whether they choose to do it or not is a completely different matter. Maybe they go out for all their food, maybe they order it in, maybe they get prep food. I don't really care. But the skill of cooking, and I'm not like being, I'm not like talking about chefing, but just the skill of cooking, how to cook food properly and well and make sure that it is cooked and make sure that if in that situation you can nourish yourself, if you're not passing that skill down to your kids, I don't know what on earth you're doing. So um, maybe some point where, you know, this could be a weekend thing where you cook a, it could just be cooking a healthy breakfast. How to cook a healthy breakfast together and choose a different one each week. And maybe that's then how to do a healthy lunch. Don't make, make it fun for kids. Make it fun. Make it enjoyable. Don't cook bland shit in front of your kids, right? Because they ain't going to be interested. You're going to have to come up with some interesting ideas. If you want help, we're here for that. Blend learning with bonding. Alphas, I interrupt this show with a simple message. This show is here to benefit you and your progression to the best version of yourself. But not only just you, it's also here to benefit the people around you, your loved ones, your friends, other alphas in your vicinity. So why not do a really cool thing today? Something that I would thank you for and maybe someone else would. Share this podcast with at least one other alpha out there who you know would benefit from it. Why not share the information, share the ability for someone else to grow? I'm sure they would thank you. I 100% would absolutely thank you. This podcast only grows by our listeners, our followers doing amazing things like giving us five-star reviews, downloading podcasts, subscribing, and then, of course, sharing it with other people. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Share it with one person. And, of course, drop us a five-star review, download the podcast, and, of course, subscribe. And now back to the show. Educate and empower. I would say that health isn't just about the doing. It's about the understanding why. In fact, that probably is everything isn't it it's not just go and do this it's you're going to be wanting to do this and here's the reason why generally speaking children are sponges for information we all were our brains are a literal sponge for information when we're younger so fill it full of really useful stuff 
maybe discuss the benefits of certain foods. And if you don't know those things, well, then as a parent, I'm telling you, it's your responsibility to go and find out. And remember, keep it simple. You don't need to know really crazy stuff, just simple stuff. It could be as simple as you understanding what food is a protein, what is a carbohydrate, and what is a fat. That's pretty basic stuff and is really, and is really useful to know. Because if you're going to try and balance a nutritional day, then calories and macros are at the top of that list. Everybody thinks it's food choices. Oh, I make great food choices, mate. Good. Well, you bloody well ought to, right? Stop eating McDonald's and just start eating real whole food that grew in the ground, grew on a tree, or had a face, basically. Okay? So maybe just going that one step further. Okay. So here's a food, kids. What macro is in it? Or or what macros is in it? Because sometimes there can be more than one. Like, make it into a bit of a quiz. Kids are used to these sorts of things at the age that they're going through school. Um, Maybe also when it comes to things like actual exercise, maybe discuss the dangers of a sedentary lifestyle. Again, we look up to the parents who are now maybe very sedentary and the issues it causes. We don't, we don't get old because we stop moving. We stop moving because we, we, no, sorry, we don't, we don't stop moving because we get old. We get old because we stop moving. <laughs> okay. All right. We, we cause our own problems with our lifestyle. Why we stop moving, I don't know. If we keep moving, and granted, when we're younger, it will be more energetic. But when we get older, maybe, and I mean older, maybe that becomes simple things like a regular walk, Pilates, yoga, swimming, non-impact-based stuff, but definitely still lifting some load to strengthen the body. But I would suggest it be a mixture of those things. Maybe you find yourself would be playing a little bit less basketball or or a particular sport and certainly maybe something contact right but discuss the dangers of a sedentary lifestyle um maybe also the mental health advantages of physical activity um i don't have the studies i have heard people who i would we would all agree to be extremely smart people discuss that pretty much the best antidepressant that we have at our disposal is physical activity among a few other things. Uh, Anything pharmaceutical probably pales in comparison to if we had caught it maybe early enough, um, habits, lifestyle choices, and behaviors, interventions that could be put in place. Physical activity being at the top of that list. The amount of people that we we could say that we speak to who go to the gym and go, I go go to the gym, not, not, not just to keep myself in shape, but I need to mentally. Now, that is a danger. Needing to do something physical to deal with a mental concern, needing to, we could also argue isn't the wisest thing. But put that to one side for a second. We all, anybody who goes to the gym and goes regularly will all turn around and say, to a degree, it's kind of some some sort of therapy. We would all say that it's like, that's my hour and a half in the day where no one can bother me and it's mine. And I go into my own little world, you know, take my physique to a place that I'm trying to take it to but it's like some sort of mental conditioning as well. Um, When a family understands why, the how becomes much easier. We just talked about uh, mental health. So exercising and eating right are important um, 
certainly in terms of mental health, certainly in terms of physicality. Um, what I would do around these areas is just promote open conversations, particularly when it comes to mental health. I mean, certainly people talk about their mental health nowadays way more freely than they did when I was a child. Like, I don't think anybody spoke about it. Um, it was, it seems weird to think this, but maybe 20, 25, 30 years ago when I was at school, no one talked about mental health. There's a lot of things that people talk about now that people didn't talk about back then, which is hilarious. But anyway, talking about mental health now, I think is really open. People are much more open to sort of ask for help, men more so, which is obviously fucking great. De like destigmatize seeking help. Seeking help is always one of the first things we should do, no matter, we come to a roadblock, hmm, okay, need to find someone to help me get over this roadblock. Um, maybe even introduce practices like meditation, gratitude journaling for the family. You might not want to sit there and do it all at the same time together, but these performing gratitude which I've explained on this podcast a number of times, and mindfulness are two of the best practices you can put in your life in terms of mental health. And just clarity and stillness of mind. There's, there's not a lot. Like if you perform gratitude at the end of the day, you, and all this basically means is sit down with a pad and pen on, on, on the end of your bed and write maybe five things seriously. Write five things that day that you are truly grateful for. Write them down, say them out loud. Saying them out loud really helps. Write them down. And it could be anything. Some of them will be maybe flippant things. I'm, I'm, I have gratitude for my pen today because it helped me write a few notes that helped me. But then, right? but then it could be, I am grateful for my spouse, for this, this, and this. Say them out loud and damn well mean it. Why? Because you can't be grateful and pissed off at the same time. So therefore, you go to sleep having put that day to bed with something positive. It's profound. And then maybe the next day you get up and one of the first things you do in the morning is just 15 minutes of a guided mindfulness practice. Mental health. Huge. Lead with a resilience. Um, everybody has off days or off weeks. When, when trying to look after ourselves, none of us are perfect. Don't think anybody is. I don't care what you see online or social media. No one's perfect. Things are going behind the scenes. You might not have any idea about. In other words, people binging with food or struggling with certain things, their own mental health. It's, it's, it's happening way more than people would let on, which is a shame. So you're going to have off days. You're going to have off weeks. Okay. Maybe you missed a workout. Maybe there was an ice cream binge. For me, it would be dark chocolate or, or cookies. Right? That's okay. It's okay. What's important is how you bounce back. As Rocky said, it's not how, how many times we get hit. It's how many times we can get hit, get back up and carry on. That's how winning is done, insert Rocky voice. It's how you bounce back. Show your family that setbacks are part of the journey, not the end of it. Listen to that again. Show your family that setbacks are a part of the journey, not the end of it. Because the amount of people that get derailed on a fitness journey just because of a plateau or a roadblock and like, ah, okay, this isn't for me. Fit fitness isn't for me. What the hell is that? So you need, you, you need to show when this happens to you. Okay, guys, I completely messed up. This is what's happened. This is, how I, this is how I dealt with it. This is how I went straight back after the low-hanging fruit to get myself getting some momentum. Now I'm back to where I started, in, as in before the setback. Okay, Celebrate achievements. Maybe set family fitness goals. My goodness, imagine that. Set family fitness goals, and when they're achieved, celebrate. Did, did you all stick to homemade meals for a week? There's one. Right, we're all going to eat homemade meals. Good luck, everybody. And if you get to the end of the week, we can maybe have 
some sort of special treat. Healthy, not disappearing down Pizza Hut, right? But something, an outing, something that we can all look forward to and also do as a family, bonding, right? Useful. Um, consistent routines, consistency. It's the most unsexy thing in the world. Everything revolves around consistency. Consistency is key. Set routines that ensure some form of physical activity as part of the day, as much as possible. You should be doing something every day. Even if it's, I can't get to the gym, but I can certainly do a 10 minute brisk walk, weighted, fast, uphill, something. I don't know. You can do something every day. I, I do something every single day, um, even if it's just walk on a treadmill. Outside that, it will be uh, pad work, boxing practice, or it'll be in the gym, or it'll be walking. It's one of those three things. I'm going to try and start replaying some sports too. But there's something every day every day and i'm busy i'm running a business so there's no bloody excuse do something every day show your kids and your employees and your team that that should be part of a lifestyle um the regularity how how often the regularity is builds the habits that last it's not how long will it take for this to become a habit it's how many times do i need to do the thing for it to become a habit remember that um disconnect to reconnect there's a tagline for you. Emphasize digital detoxes. This is actually really important. And we all know it's something we struggle with. If you don't struggle with it, fair play, well done. I would say most people do. Um, I'm sitting here with two screens in front of me, two phones beside me. Like the, That's just life. Certainly as we work online. The leader, probably, i.e. maybe you listening to this, should encourage at all times that the family gets to a certain point in the day and puts their devices away. Um, we could go into why, well, first of all, being triggered by maybe anything that we see online before bed or the blue light exposure, go and look those things up, not good. Um, I would say that getting away from devices and relaxing, maybe that's reading a book, maybe that's doing some mindfulness, some anything, anything else, really. Maybe some physical activity, maybe just being present with each other. Actually having a family conversation, that might be weird as hell, I don't know, but... There's other things that are better than staring at a damn screen in the last hour before you go to bed. Okay, this promotes fit, not just fitness, but I would say a holistic well-being, right? Which is more of a 360-degree way of looking at ourselves. Maybe learn together. The world of health and fitness is vast. There isn't one right way to do any of it. There is no must-do, must-not-do, always-do, never-do. Those things are too absolute. They don't exist. Oh, you've got to go on keto to lose fat. Absolutely. No, you don't. Like, there's, no, there's no must doing anything. So what I would suggest is learn as much as you can. Get, so I've been doing this for 20 years. My field of view is fairly wide. I've seen pretty much most things. A lot of it I disregard as utter, utter rubbish. And it's normally the same things that people have been repeating for decades that seem to get the results. All the fluff around the outside of it is just BS that pops up every now and again. Make it a point to learn something new as a family. Maybe set like a weekly topic. Right, everybody, weekly topic, this. Go and Let's go and all find out about this. Is it a myth? Is it true? What can we learn from it? We'll bring it back to the table and have a conversation over our healthy dinner about it. Maybe it's a new form of exercise or a new, a new, a new style of eating. The journey of discovery can be as rewarding as the health benefits themselves. Certainly for kids as they're learning and certainly for you as well. Okay, so to wrap things up, um, as leaders, I, I would say our role is not just leading in the boardrooms in business, although everything that I've just told you here in terms of leading a family 
all relate into your business. The amount of CEOs, so people at the top of the tree of a business that we've taken on, and then they've seen the benefits of working in our program and what we can do for them, they've then brought their exec team to us. And we've started working with their exec team, now lowering sick day rates, increasing energy, increasing cognitive function, lowering decision fatigue. In other words, actually allowing that team to become more profitable, or the whole business to become more profitable. So everything that we've just discussed here in terms of leaning in towards the family works exactly with the, the business as well. So um, it's, it's about, I'd say, setting a precedent for holistic well-being in both those areas. After, after all, think about it this way. Healthy teams and families are happier, more productive, and it fosters a more positive environment. That sounds good, doesn't it? Guess what? All of that starts with you. Alphas, thank you for coming along for the show. I hope you found today useful. And if you have, why not maybe download it, maybe subscribe to the podcast, maybe share this with one other person that you think this would be useful for and maybe help them on a better journey. Outside of that, I thank you and I will see you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. We hope that you feel motivated to start making changes in your life so you can see those results that you've been wanting to achieve. Remember, you can do anything you set your mind to. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review and make sure you tell your friends. If you'd like to connect with Andy, you can find him on Instagram at Andy underscore Nailer underscore Pure underscore Elite underscore Pro. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well. Talk to you again soon.